Welcome back. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman. The song you just heard is White Iverson by Post Malone, and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Destin McCulley. This isn't a story about failed college expectations. This is a story about overcoming adversity, perseverance, and really finding the best fit for you. Destin paved his own path that was right for him as opposed to following the path that others thought he should take. I'm super humble that Dustin came on and allowed me to help tell a story. This is one episode you won't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Dustin McCauley. I'm here with Dustin McCauley. Dustin, thanks for joining the podcast. Of course, man. It's a pleasure, uh, you know, having me on here. That's all. That's our. That's great stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you taking some time. You're down in Florida, so I know that's fun. It's a fun time. It's the summer. So sure. you said you were at the beach today. How was, how was that? Yeah, man. Um, as me and my wife are both teachers, so we got the summer off. So we enjoy it as much as we can. And yeah, we try to get to the beach as much as possible. It's beautiful today. The water is great. It's refreshing. And yeah. so we 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 love it. Yeah, cool. What do you what do you teach? Uh PE. Oh, man, cool. Coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. My wife's a science teacher. Um, and I teach PE, so uh elementary PE too. So. Elementary PE, okay. Yep, lower school stuff. That's gotta be handful. Or yeah, not. Man. I mean, okay. Yeah. So that's the thing is like, I did, um, I'm my edge, uh, degrees in a K through 12th grade. So I can teach high school too. And I did my student teaching. I did both lower school and high school. And that's, you get the bowl, you get the C, you know, like the difference. So like elementary, um, it's easy in the aspect that they want to be there. You know, those kids want to go to gym. They want to play games, you know, like, so that's really easy. But the thing is, can I match their energy all day? Cause those kids, you know, they're high energy and um, luckily, you know, like I'm pretty high energy too. So I can, I can match their level. And it's just, it's, it's exhausting sometimes and yeah. everything. And you tie a bunch of shoes for the little kids <laughs> and everything. And, um, but um, that, I love it. And it's, I like that better than the high school. The high school is a little bit more relaxed as in like work wise, you know, like as a PE person, you know, you might be the uh, weightlifting coach for like a, you know, for a year or something like that. But it's just like getting those high school kids to do anything is the worst. You know, they're like, they don't yeah. want to do anything. They don't want to sweat in gym class because they yeah. don't walk around all day. They don't want to shower at the school. So that was the hard part. But I mean, like workload easier in high school, just a drag with the kids kind of. But um, elementary easier with the kids just to yeah. get a little bit more added to it. But I like, I like it. <laughs> do you get to take them to the beach ever? Like, do you have like a beach day? No, because I don't really live by the beach. Like, oh, okay. we live, like, it takes us about 45 minutes, I'd say, to get to the beach. So, like, no, we don't do that. But, like, wrestlers, I know we have – there's a lot of, like, wrestling workouts on the beach and stuff like that. I mean, I haven't ever taken our kids or anything like that to the beach. But you see, like, a part of Facebook pages about for wrestling, and there's always, like, beach wrestling, beach workouts. It's mm-hmm. cool. I love that lifestyle, man. Yeah. Have you Have you seen a beach wrestling tournament? Like, do they do that down there? Yeah, they do. They did one up in Jacksonville, and um, I actually thought about trying to, you know, just mess around and go yeah. try it. Yeah, but um, I haven't watched. I've seen, like, highlights on Flow or, you know, like, just wrestling stuff like that, but I've never sat – I've never gone to a competition or anything like that, so. Yeah, how do you think you do? Think you still got uh, it a little bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I still wrestle with these guys here and there, so I I still have a little bit in me, and it's a little bit – you know, it's not as high, high pace. It's like – three points and the match is over. So if you beat the back someone, it's, it's done. It's a wrap. You're out of the match. So um, I just, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit less as intense. So I feel like I can mess around and just, I'm, you know, just BS with it a little bit, but I would have fun with it. Yeah. Well, was that kind of your, your mentality when you were wrestling where were, were you kind of laid back or were you high intensity kind of high? Nah, when I wrestled like throughout high school and stuff like that, I was super high intense, you know, like I'm, I wrote, yeah, just hard work all the time. Like, no, like, relax. It was like, go, go, go. Hot, you know, mm-hmm. 
fake shoot constantly moving and stuff like that you know that's that's hard to that's tough to wrestle someone like that so that's what i tried yeah. to do like back then yeah yeah but as yeah. i got older man i couldn't keep you know it gets a little bit different so like then i got like a little bit more slowed down but then it becomes more positional wrestling you know not so high school you can be fast and like get people but as you get older like that senior level circuit and stuff like that positional wrestling becomes huge and you can't just blast through someone on the quick like something on those high level guys you know it's gonna be yeah. like or different things or then you get into a you know just the positional wrestling got a little bit you know like more developed as i got older so i had to slow things down a little bit. <laughs> that's a really good point you know i think that's really good talking from little wrestling or middle school high school and then how you get to collegiate level for sure how, how it changes and how everything has to change you have to change your level or you have to change your technique i feel you know, yeah you man you adjust. do you do just like like i said so i was like really big into like fakes and like keeping one hand as a, my, my control tie and this hand, my other free hands, like my push, pull, fake, snap hand. And um, so that, that was my high school. But I could do with the senior level guys and all the older guys, you know, they, they get stronger. They, they wrestle forever. So they know those little tricks and everything. So then you got to really get a hold of them. You know, I started pulling a lot of two-on-ones and underhooks mm-hmm. and things like that where I can, you know, control the position a little bit more and still work a lot of offense from there too. So Yeah, you could throw too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the one thing I love about Freestyle and Greco, you know, like that's and in Minnesota, you know, wrestling Freestyle and Greco growing up there, that helped out a lot. They they, they got it going on up there. So mm-hmm. yeah, they just um they just got second at the junior duels. Yep, yeah, yeah. So well, Iowa, man, Iowa came through <laughs> strong. I yeah, they're through hey, the co- who was it? I think Carew and Siebel or the coaches. I don't know who else is on there, but mm-hmm. those guys are doing great stuff for their programs right now. So I wasn't surprised really, like mm-hmm. They're doing great things, so good for them. Yeah. Um, you ever think about getting into the coaching ranks? I mean, I see you're kind of dabbling a little bit. What talk a little bit yeah, about man, that? Yeah, um, man. I will eventually get really into it, I, I think, because um, I got two boys now. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been my, like, setback a little bit. You know, I'm of course. a dad, and um, I have a five-year-old, and I have a one-year-old. So um, uh, I kind of got into coaching a little bit right after I done re- was wrestling, and then I had my first kid, and so then I backed off a little bit, but I still was in it, and then – the second child, I took like months off from wrestling. Like I didn't do anything with the sport, you know, I just mm-hmm. wanted to help out at home and be there for my family and stuff like that. But then, you know, me, like I love wrestling. <laughs> I couldn't help, but like, I'd be on my phone still looking at wrestling <laughs> stuff, looking up results and everything. And my wife, she knows I love wrestling. So mm-hmm. like, she, uh, she could see I was antsy to get back into it. So after, you know, like, I think our kid got to be about eight months, nine months, she, and she, you know, like, things kind of calmed down a little bit with, two, like, learn how to live life with two kids now and everything. Yeah. Um, she was like, okay, I know you want to get back into wrestling, you know, and everything. So, so I get back into coaching. Yeah, and I only do a little bit. I do, like, club stuff, but only everyone, you know, I go in a couple times a week right now, but, um, yeah, I'm going to get more into the coaching stuff for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if my kids are going to wrestle, you know, like, I can't. And I don't, I, I, it's tough, man. You know, it was a tough sport and everything, but like, I bring him, I bring my five-year-old to practice just to play and hang out with everybody. Like he don't get like, sometimes he's got on the mat, but like, that's just cause he wants to, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, I'm like, he'll be like, well, go on the mat. I'm like, no, go play in the corner today. Like, <laughs> don't get it on the mat today. What, so. What's the wrestling scene like in Florida, you know, for people who aren't, who aren't from there. Cause it's, everyone knows, I feel they know about Brandon, you know, like yeah. that was the big wrestling team. And for but, sure. but what else is going on down there? So, um, it's definitely growing down here, man. Like, um, right now, like the tough teams, um, well, like Lake Highland prep. Um, so that's where I'm at right now. I just um, yeah. got up there in the fall. And, um, so they're obviously really tough. And then, um, just like public school wise, there's Jesuit. That's really tough in Tampa. Um, Lake Gibson's tough. South Dade's really tough, you know, and, um, it's growing for sure. It's just tough, man. Like I said, I was at the beach today. It's tough. Those kids have this, there's a lot of things that they can do besides mm-hmm. just wrestle. You know, there's um, in the Midwest, it's wintertime. We're stuck in buildings, you know, and like, <laughs> yeah. working out and stuff like that. It's never winter down here. So they don't ever have to be in a building. So I can see why like lifestyle, it's hard to get like a big group of wrestling following, but it's definitely growing. And you can definitely see, I would say a couple of years ago, maybe three or four tough kids in a bracket at state, but now it's, it's developing and it's becoming a handful per group per bracket now. And so I love seeing it and the coaches down here, they're always trying to help develop uh, all the wrestlers and just grow Florida wrestling and everything. And so it's Mm -hmm. growing, it's getting bigger and everything. So I'm excited that I can try, you know, try to be part of that process as well. Yeah. Especially if you're going to, you know, it kind of sounds like you may have planted your flag down there. So 
Yeah, no, definitely. I don't plan on leaving for a yeah. while. To be honest with you, I, I always tell her, you know, like I, I won't ever leave. I don't think, you know, I, like, yeah. I mean, it'll be years before I eventually, if I, if I ever. Yeah. So uh, how much different is the scene of it from, you know, from Minnesota where, you know, or even South Dakota, you know, where you're kind no, of yeah, yeah. remember. Yeah. Um, well, that's what, okay. So um, again, I started out at Osceola high school when mm-hmm. I first came down here and um, I love, you know, it was a great, pro- it's a great program. They have a, a great coach there, coach bird. He does beyond, he goes above and beyond for you. He's been doing it for years. And so um, I was great to come underneath him and learn some stuff. But um, again, it's, um, it's just the lifestyle and everything's different. And at that school, there was about like, five or six like kids that love wrestling and you know and that's and then the rest of them are football players because football is huge and then you know they're only yeah. part-time wrestlers and like for me it was it's tough to do that stuff because i i grew around wrestling i love wrestling i want kids to love wrestling you know like if that's what they want to do as they get older and go to college you know i want to be there so that was kind of the hard part because i wanted a lifestyle of wrestling with kids that you know wanted the same thing and um now that i'm up at lake highland i see that a little bit more mm-hmm. where it's um those kids, I always say they're spoiled there because their wrestling room is so big. It's so nice. And their coach Palazzo, he always is pulling in so many people just to come into their program. Like there's just like just the other week, uh, Bo Nichols dad just stopped by just, just cause he just, really? uh, yeah, just stopped by. He didn't do anything with it. He just came and said hi and talked to some of us. And then like Yanni's dad was in here not too long ago. Um, there's so we're the Spartan RTC now. And so we are, so Cornell Spartan and so is Stanford. So now we kind of have a connection where we can pull in some nice. Cornell guys to come watch and we can pull in some Stanford guys, you know, fly them out to just come throw in a practice. And like yeah. last week we had Austin Gomez in here. And then this week, um, Jordan Lean's going to be here on Thursday. So it's like Dang. so privileged, man. They're, they're really, um, they got it set up. If you know, if they want to be a great wrestler, they got everything they have in their hands. So. Yeah. And you're okay. So you're naming these guys. Or come in like Gomez, you know, yeah. um, and uh, Jordan Lean. What about you? Did do they do they kind of recognize your name? Like when you no, say they him? do. No, they definitely. No, they do. They um, they do. I don't like to, you know, like I'm not a big person. Like this is everything I've done, and they mm-hmm. and they say that because I walk in and I, I don't. I'm not a bit like I'm like I said new, so I'm not going to come in loud mouthing. Yeah, and, like, take over anything like that. So, but I'm definitely there to help, and I show technique and I do all that stuff, and like sometimes like like they'll stop like okay you guys like you, they they when i first like after about a month they're like okay you guys do you even know who this is right now and they're you know some kids are like eh, i don't know they're like <laughs> then they you know they explained who i was and everything that i've done and then i think those kids are finally like oh you know like he's a great wrestler too and so like they they respect me too and they're cool kids yeah. i like all the and stuff so it's fun but um i don't like yeah like i'm not one to be like i'm just going i was uh, so they I, but the kids, yeah, I think they kind of know like who, who I was and what I got to show and like gift. Yeah. That. When you hear, you know, them go through your accolades, what do you, what do you feel? You know, I mean, you got quite the accolades. Yeah. So, you know, like what, what kind of goes through your mind when they're like kind of talking like, um, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I kind of just like zone it out. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, I was, I feel like that was old, you know, like that was old. Me. You know, like, yeah. I'm past that. I'm, you know, I'm 30 now, you know, that's old stuff. And I, I appreciate it that they do that and everything, but um, it does make me think, but then sometimes I'm like, yeah, that was, damn, I was really, I was pretty good back then. I did a lot of good stuff. And then sometimes mm-hmm. it like hits me like, oh, and you got, like, I'm teaching seventh and eighth graders. And then like, they're kind of, you know, sometimes they don't work as hard or they do something a little, not as, and I was like, man, at your age, I won my first high school state title. And I was, so then some, some, sometimes I got to get a little harder on them. And sometimes I you know I work, were really hard growing up so um i know how hard the sport can be for some kids and everything so i try to make it fun as well you know like i gotta make yeah. it, fun. it can't be super serious all the all the time you know that's that's how kids don't want to wrestle anymore so i try to keep it light man i i keep it light but i also work hard at the same time so yeah so you're saying that when you were their age you were working really hard did you kind of and, and now you're saying how you're want to make it fun for them did you kind of make it fun too like is that something that has changed in you or is that how your style has always been towards wrestling where you, you're fun but you also work hard yeah i think if um you were to talk to like my teammates and stuff i've always been like a goo i've always like tried to have fun i've always i've always wanted to have fun. i've always mm-hmm. 
having a fun type of person, you know, like I, but I, at the same time, I always try to outwork everybody. So I, I was like, I'm going to work you, but I'm also going to have some fun too, you know? So, um, and that's what, and again, so like, yeah, I try to make sure that the kids nowadays, like, yeah, we will work hard, but we're going to enjoy this at the same yeah. time. You know, like it's not, can't be all work. And then this, and then that poor, so I hate seeing it on kids. You see it on their expressions, their body language, when they're just not enjoying it and everything. And it, um, I've seen it so much and I hate to see like good wrestlers just leave the sport and everything because they just are just so over everything. And so, um, yeah, I try to keep it light and just enjoy the moments and that we have, you know, like when we have them. Yeah. Did, did you ever reach a point like that where, you know, you were in the heart of your career and you were like, I just don't like this anymore. No, for sure, man. And that's exactly kind of what happened with me. You know, like I, uh, after I left the training center and went to Lincoln right away, um, it was like, uh, a realization of coming into like re- what, like being around real life kids, you know, like, again, like I tell people, um, I mean, you know, I was in spotlight since I was a little kid, you know, like middle school, like even elementary, I don't know, I was winning national titles and I always felt like everyone's always watching me and always on me and all this stuff. So then like, when I got to Lincoln, I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I just want to be a normal kid now. Like, I, you know, like I'm, I'm, I did a lot of wrestling. It was fun. I did a lot of good things and everything, but, um, you know, it was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done, you know, like mm-hmm. it was fun. It was great. I but I love the sport so much. Yeah. I couldn't ever leave it. You know, like, yeah. I, like I'm not taking it serious. You know, it's like not as, not as serious pretty much. It's like, I still want to be around the sport. I still want to, you know, like be there to help and coach and do all those things. But it was just like, for me personally, like competing and all that stuff, I was just like, eh, I'm done with this. You know, like I had, I had a good time doing it, but um, yeah, it just kind of was like, another thing is, um, is like people that, Everyone was like, you're Desmond McCauley, the wrestler. You're the wrestler. You're the wrestler. It's like, dude, no, get to know me, actually. You're like, you like me. Like, I'm I like, I'm cool. You know, like, you don't just got to, like, hang out with me because I'm a good wrestler. You don't want to just – I don't want you to talk to me because I'm a good wrestler. Talk to me because I'm a de- – like, I'm a good person. You know, like, that's what I wanted. That's kind of, like, what realization started to hit me at about that time. Is like, man, it's like, I got I to gotta find my identity outside of wrestling, kind of, almost, you know? And it was – um kind of like you know, life changing for sure. I just was um, trying to figure out what I want to do outside of life, you know, like outside of the sport of wrestling. I mean, obviously I'm still in it, but yeah. just a little different route for sure, man. Yeah. Wow. Let's, that's interesting. Let's kind of dive into that a little bit. I'm, I'm, yeah, now, sure. I'm really curious now because yeah. I was curious about how you were such a big deal at such a young age. And so one of the questions I was wondering is like how you balance the expectations from outsiders who are all yeah. nagging at you and you're, you're this, you're that, you know, mm-hmm. versus the expectations that you kind of set for yourself, you know, and if you don't reach certain expectations for everyone else, you know, does that like disappoint you or are you just, how do you deal with that? Um, yeah, man, it was tough. And I mean, like, I think as a young kid, I didn't realize what was all that going on and everything and all the pressure that was being put on me. I just was going out to wrestling, you know, like at the time. But then as I got older, you know, like I would hear people chirping all the time and being on me. And then like, yeah, if I didn't win, it turned all the, you know, what all the backlash, if I didn't, you know, if I didn't get to what people thought I was going to be. So, I mean, it was tough. It was, I mean, it was heavy on me for a little bit, but I mean, like I handled it well because my expectations was just as what those the other people's expectations. As McCauley should be winning. Yeah, that's what my ex, you know, those are always my goals. I'm always gonna, you know, like I always wanted to win. Like, even since I was a kid, like I remember being in like, you know, youth club wrestling and uh the Tulsa National Circuit, oh, yeah. the world of wrestling poster that I post with everyone's picture on it that made mm-hmm. the team. We would always put it up in our wrestling room, and I was like, always like, I want to be on that poster. I want to be on that poster. And you know, I would do whatever I take hard hard work, you know, my dad. For sure was always the one that like helped me make sure those goals and everything you know you know that was my coach pretty much growing up my dad made sure mm-hmm. everything my dad's definitely my big influence um that's another thing the story but um uh yeah so i mean it was just it was tough but like at the same time like i said my expectation other people's expectations same thing i want to be a champ they think i'm gonna be a champ and if i didn't make it i mean it was it would be tough sometimes in the household because you know like I always, I did win a lot. And so when yeah. I did it, it's like almost like a death in the family. And it was like so hard on him. It's like, man, really? Like just again, because um, I worked so hard. I did a lot yeah. of my hard. And um, so I, 
thought I deserved it. You know, I put a lot of effort into the sport. So, yeah. And speaking of, of kind of one of the big moments being losses, I, I know we'll start out with a loss. Um, <laughs> oh, Rob, exactly. <laughs> Robbie Fisher, man, you, you sure. had won your first couple, you know, and it was like you were not to be, you know, not, not a pun here, but you were destined, you know, <laughs> for, sure. for, for six state titles. And then, you know, you get, you get beat by Robbie Fisher. And how did you kind of handle that? I mean, that had like, man, that was hard, man. That was really hard. Um, but shout out to Robbie because that dude's a great dude and he's a great wrestler. So I have no, nothing against him or anything. I like that kid a lot, you know, and he put in the work he made, you know, he had the same goal as I did and everything, but, um, that year, man, and that was one of the years where I was, you know, like you said, I'd already won a cup win. Mm-hmm. This head went, whoa. <laughs> so uh, uh, I became, you know, like cocky. I didn't work as hard. I, like I, my dad used to come up and help at practices. I told him, you're not coming to practices no more. You know, like I just like thought I was big man around, you know, mm-hmm. and so stopped working as hard and kind of did some other things that probably weren't the right things to be doing. And, um, uh, so I didn't deserve it. And that the universe, you know, God, they, they made sure that I didn't get that state title because I did not deserve it, you know, and everything. So it was, it was definitely hard, um, especially losing in the finals mm-hmm. and uh, everyone, you know, like just the realization of, damn, I'm not going to be a six timer. I just lost it all right here and there. There goes the history and everything. Mm-hmm. So like, I tried to hold it together while I was out there in front of everybody, man. But when I got to the back, man, oh, man, I broke. I collapsed. I, it was hard. It was really tough. And uh, But I, uh, at the same time, you know, like, life moves on. And uh, yeah. my dad, and my family's always motto has always been, you got 24 hours. You know, you got 24 hours to think about it, dwell on it. But once that 24 hours is up, move on. Man, the sun's going to come up the next day. You know, like, mm-hmm. life goes on. You just got to decide on what you're going to do next you're going to give up you're going to just say oh man it's over or you're going to put together some stuff to work harder and that's kind of what happened was like it was humbling experience for sure Mm -hmm. and um but i that's kind of like where i thought i started to pick it up a little bit more like i trained super hard throughout the summer um came back in the fall and like same thing started working out just picked up my intensity and my workouts and you know i was brought my dad back to like come on i need you, you know like i i messed i was messing everything up and so um yeah that was tough though yeah it was tough and, and you um what's it like wrestling as a seventh grader because many minnesota obviously for the people who don't know yeah. you can wrestle as a seventh and eighth grader in, in 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 the high school state tournament and what's that like being seven you know in seventh grade i mean you're 13 or 12 yeah man. yeah man um well, for me, like my dad, again, um, has always made me wrestle older and heavier kids just to like, kind of, so like wrestling those older kids as a same is like, I've done this all the time. You know, this is nothing new to me. And so I, I didn't feel like anything like was different really out there. We weigh the same pretty, I was only like a hundred pounds, you know, wrestling 103 at the yeah. time. And, um, yeah, it was tough, but the state tournament is where it really got to me, especially on my semis match. And it's funny because my parents, I'm at my parents' house right now. Yeah. And they picture of me after my semifinals match. And I was against Luke Bay and uh, he had beat me earlier in the year. And he was the number one kid in state at the time. And I just remember I must've been so nervous. <laughs> my coach, uh, Hoyleman, Joe Hoyleman, he's a great guy. Um, he, uh, he's like, you know, he's like, come here with me for a second. And he took me out in the arena before everybody came in and everything. And he sh- took me to the mat I was going to wrestle on. He's like, hey, this is where it's going to happen. He's like, all these people are going to be in here in about half an hour. You're going to zone them out. You're going to focus on your match. And it kind of like calmed my nerves for sure. It did. And um, that was huge. I think my seventh grade year, and I can't thank that guy more than enough uh, for doing that for me because it did help me like kind of relax. And then that match was huge to win. Um, I think that was more my state finals match, no, for sure. In the semis wrestling loop. Um, but that was, yeah. But at the same time, it was crazy. It was, I mean, it was exhilarating. I couldn't, I can't even remember them. That's probably what, you know, like top three moments of my wrestling career for sure. You know, yeah. it was awesome. And you, you just said that you kind of, you know, you were really nervous before the match. Did you get nervous a lot? Like, um, no, not really. No, I, I never was too nervous of a uh, person. I mean, like I get a little nerves. You should always get a little nervous, yeah. you know, but um, I was never like, always like a clam up type of nervous person. So that was, I think that's why he was like, Oh, this, there's something off right now. You know, like, cause I would, you know, like 
yeah, I was never really too nervous of a person, but so like that must have been, you know, like very showing on my body and face. <laughs> yeah. And you're, um, are you, you're, are you originally from Apple Valley or no. are you from North Sioux city, South yes, Dakota? Yes. Yep. Yep. So okay. North Sioux city, South border of South Dakota and Iowa. And so mm-hmm. since I live right there, um, wrestled in Iowa growing up, that's mm-hmm. where, you know, this better wrestling in South Dakota at the time and everything like that. I mean, so we would always wrestle in Iowa. And then as I got, you know, started going to nationals, started winning nationals, um, we started thinking about moving somewhere else to wrestle. And actually, um, my, uh, really good friend growing up, his name was Eric, the boss. I don't know if you remember him at all. Um, we wrestled on the mm-hmm. same club team and his dad got a job up in Minneapolis. And so they moved up there into the Apple Valley area and they were like, Hey, you guys need to come check this out. Like, this is a wow. great program. You guys are going to love it. So, uh, my sixth grade, uh, winter break, we went up there to go get some workouts in and, um, yeah, it was just, total different level it was just perfect of what we wanted you know mm-hmm. and, uh, being able to wrestle in seventh grade because that was what i wanted to do you know like yeah. do i i do i want to wait till for, i think i can win a high school state title next year and you know mm-hmm. um i think you know like and of course people help you know like always like you can do it you know always believe in me and stuff like that so that always was a good thing to be thinking about too so um yeah we um yeah, that's about it, though. <laughs> yeah, Eric DeFoss. Yep, I remember. I remember how big of a deal it was when he came down to Iowa. Yeah, for, right. For his first yeah. Waverly, you know. right? Yeah, yep, yeah. yep. That's so great. that was a huge deal. Um, yeah, yeah, and you guys. Was, sorry, was go that ahead. His freshman year when he came back down, or was Ooh, it? Sophomore? I thought it was a sophomore year. Okay, it might have been his sophomore year. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a sophomore year, um, but it could have been his freshman. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I think that. he got beat and. I, yeah, he did. Was it Corey Clark? Corey Clark beat him one year, I know, mm-hmm. but I can't remember who else beat him. I have but a he feeling. Did get beat, I remember it being such a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Because he was um, stunned. Yeah. Yes, sure. he was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's a homie. <laughs> and you, you. Not only were you good, your your team was good. Your <laughs> team was ranked yeah. number one nationally. Yeah. No, the, and so the, like again, um, I think it was junior and senior. I think we we're like the normal one team. Um, but again, I I always say my dad was like that man behind the scenes because again, we would um we were so good because we would go to like freestyle state, right? My dad would see a really good wrestler and you know, he'd go start talking to their parents and be like, Hey, would you want to send your kid to our place and we'll train for a week? And he's like, We I'll feed them, you know, like I will lesson wow. we'll take them out at night, you know, like we'll do they'll get to have some fun, but we're gonna train too, you know, some of that whole we're gonna train hard but have fun at this time out of. And so, um, and then once they came down and like, we worked out hard and those kids, and again, they were good wrestlers already, mm-hmm. but same page, you know, like we all wanted to be D1 wrestlers. We wanted to always wrestle in college. So eventually they came to the same, they ended up coming to Apple Valley, you know, cause we're all mm-hmm. on the same page. We all wanted the same thing. We all wanted to work hard. We wanted to be state champs and everything. And so, um, and again, that's my dad doing all that stuff. And <laughs> then through the summer and spring and fall workouts, you know, my dad was the one running those workouts too, because, um, again, I was always up there. So it's like, if I'm going to be up there, invite, you know, these other kids, you know, like other kids on the team, come up and practice. Yeah. I, I feel you're saying that kind of some kids kind of flocked, you know, and when we were in high school in the moment, you know, you kind of were envious, I think, or you kind of were a little like, Oh, why don't you just wrestle where you're at? You know, why are you transferring? Yeah. But now that it just makes sense if you want to be better go where go where the yeah, best kids are i, know, I mean like, you're so right though i mean people <laughs> just be envious and like oh yeah just wrestle where you're at grow up where you're from and to be honest but some some people can do that and it works out great and mm-hmm. again, that's the cool thing about wrestling you know like late bloomers it's you know like people peak at different times and everything like that so um i thought it was, i mean at the time it was great for us and we loved it and again if you want to be a good wrestler why don't you go where the good wrestling's at right like, sense <laughs> yes uh, yeah of course and so yeah i guess it's just funny how now that we got older you know we kind of are a little more relaxed you know yeah like, screw it. yeah go wrestle apple valley with all them good kids yeah if you i mean if that's your goal and you want to get good and be the best in the nation you got to be training with the best you're only as good as your workout partners you know yeah totally believe yeah. in that yeah so um we'll, we'll kind of speed things up here you get through you won five state titles six finals appearances i mean Aside from Mark Hall, you know, yep. you're like right up there. You won 286 matches in a row. You know, not in a row. well, not in a row. 286. Oh, 286. 
Jeez, that's that's hella matches. Yeah, I, I mean, think I had like 196 pins too. Yeah, somewhere around there. I like the pin, man. I want to yeah. go out there, pin, get the most out of for especially duels, you know, I'm like that's what you need. You need to yeah. be a pinner and everything like that. And I had a coach in college. I we can uh just quick uh he used to say you gotta be a, you gotta be a wasp out there, you know. You can't be a fly. You gotta have a stinger move. You gotta have a stinger move. You gotta go. Mm-hmm. You gotta have a stinger move to go pin them. And fly, you know, they don't have a stinger. They're just annoying. They're just, eh, or yeah. moving around you. But you need to be a wasp. You gotta have a stinger move so you can pin people. So I always thought that was kind of a cool reference. Who who was that? That was a uh, Tom McCann from Kearney, Nebraska. Yeah, okay. he's a, a legend there. Mm-hmm. He's been around forever. He's from California. He's wrestled. He's gone overseas and done coaching and stuff like that. But he's grown and lived in Kearney, Nebraska for for a long time now. And he still gets on the mat. This he uh he if that dude is gonna have like a million people at you know when he sadly if when yep. things went that way that dude is such a great person. So many people are gonna be there and for him because um and again he just keeps things lighthearted but he's he, like I said that reference right there is like oh, <laughs> was he the coach before Jensen? Um, no, he would have been the coach even before uh, uh, Coach Bauer. Uh, Mark oh, yep, Bauer. Yep, yep, I yep. wouldn't even say, and I don't even know if he was ever the head coach at the college. He was at the high school there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he ever was at the college, but he's always been helping out at the college for sure. Yeah. Um, was your was your sting move the gator roll? <sighs> you know it, man. Yes, it was. That's my favorite. I Man, I swear I could get that on everybody. It's just always something I've always kind of just had and picked up on. And I want to say, every, I like Tulsa Finals when I was like eight and under or something like that is when I first learned it. And I like was losing the match and I hit it and pinned the kid to win. And I was like, I love this move. I'm not going to ever lose it. <laughs> but like, so I've always, you know, like it's always been my singer move for sure. Yeah. And it's, it. it's won to be state titles, national titles. Yeah. Know, Pan American Championship, yeah, pretty much everything. Where is the coolest place that you you've been? You know that you've wrestled. Um, probably my two favorite were were um Thailand and Cuba. Nice. Yeah, those were really. I mean, they're not they're not rest. Well, Cuba's rest country. Thailand yeah. was just beautiful, but um, uh, Cuba was really cool too, just because those they're athletes down there, man. Yeah, it's, it, I always like to go overseas just because it's um eye-opener of like how how we get to live in america compared to other people and so it's always a reality check when you get back to the states and everything so i always love that aspect of it yeah all right so you uh after your senior year you went to the olympic training center in colorado springs for two years what was behind the decision for that instead of going right into into college um so the only one who does that you know like I, i feel like quite a few people do that or more than you'd think yeah, no, it's, um, and so, um, so who do I want to say was the first person kind of like that started to really push it about that time. And, mm-hmm. um, I want to say after my junior year in high school, I won Fargo that year and I got the outstanding wrestler, uh, Zadik and Slay came up to me and they, you know, like, Hey, we're doing this developmental program at the training center instead of um, going to college right away, you know, like you can take college classes will help you get on like online school and, you know, take mm-hmm. some classes and stuff like that. But we want you to train for freestyle. Cause that's, if you want to be, a, what's your goal, Destin? I want to be Olympic champ, you know, like, mm-hmm. well, you know, like, you know, wrestle folk style and things come wrestle freestyle. Cause they're, you know, they're trying to play that catch up game with the, you know, like the, the Russians and everything, you know, they wrestle mm-hmm. freestyle and everything their whole life. So we're, they're trying to, I understand why they're doing it, that catch up and everything, but, I mean, now it's a little different. We, our college wrestlers are kicking the crap out of all those wrestlers yeah. now. <laughs> now it's, but, um, so they came in, uh, they came up and offered me that. And actually they, my junior, uh, year summer, I went out to the training center. So I lived out there during the summer then. And that's kind of when they're like, kind of got to know me a little bit. And then they're like, no, we want you to come live here and try to make the team in 2012 for the, after, uh, you. So after the high school state tournament, uh, in March, I left, I got, like, I talked to Apple Valley, my teachers and everything. I got a bunch of work. I just went and lived at the training center and got all my work done out there. Wow. And, um, yeah. And like, um, so, uh, that's, I mean, and it was hard, you know, cause when I was getting recruited college coach was like, no, we want you on our campus right away. 
mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And so, but my aspirations again will be the Olympic world champ. And I understood, and I love freestyle. That's my, I love freestyle more than I like folk style. So I was like, yeah, you know, like this is what I want to go do. And my parents always just supported um, what I wanted to do because they didn't, you know, they grew up with me wrestling, but they didn't know anything like that. And my dad played football and everything. So, but he never got heavily recruited. So it's new to them just as it's new to me. And we didn't really know anybody too much to talk to about like how to handle these situations. And so it was, it was kind of a tough call, but that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go out there. I wanted to train freestyle and try to make the teams and everything. So I, you know, it was tough. And that's kind of why um, at first I went to Wisconsin um, mm-hmm. is because um, Barry Davis and uh, Jared Frayer and Donnie Pritzoff were for it. You know, they're like, yeah, you know, if that's what you wanted to go do, go do it. Um, and we're always behind you, you know, come out to Madison when you can, we'll get some workouts for you then. And I had some coaches, I'm not going to name drop or anything like that, mm-hmm. who, who it was. Yeah, they're like, no, like you got to come to our school right now. And he's like, you know, like that's, you don't want to go do that right now. That's not what you need and everything. So, but it's what I felt was right at the time. And I never regret anything, you know, everything kind of just meant to be, is meant to be. So I'm mm-hmm. never regretting what I did and everything like that, but I'm thankful for it. Thankful for it for sure. Yeah. So, so you started at Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, um, did you actually ever enroll at Iowa state? No, I never enrolled, man. That's a story too. Uh, yeah, man. That, again, young and dumb, yep. kind of, and, um, I'm, but I mean, like, again, it's such learning experience and I'm glad I went through them. Cause now again, I, I can tell all these kids and I can tell my boys, you know, like I've been through this whole roller coaster of ups and downs and in the middle and I've hit, I've done the right things. I've done the wrong things. And I can, now I can give back and try to help you in that aspect. Um, but no, I never enrolled at Iowa state. And so I was going to go to Wisconsin and we had a great recruiting class, but I think at the time there was a, there, at the time there was a falling out between Pritzoff and Frayer and Barry. And so um, uh, I think Barry thought he was going to be done a little bit sooner. And those two were going to come take his position as co-ed coaches. And we had a good recruiting class come in. So I think Barry was kind of like, now I'm going to ride this out mm-hmm. one more time. And then those two were like, all right, that's not what we kind of decided on. So we're going to leave. And so they both hit me up because I was like, Jared Frey or Donnie Pritzoff, those would be workout partners. Frey just made the Olympic team. Like yeah. I can ask for somebody better. So I was so happy about it, but they, you know, they let me know what was happening. And Frey went to Oklahoma, Pritzoff went to Michigan at the time. And, um, but then, but then I was like, all right, well, back to the drawing board, where am I going to go next? So, um, but then, uh, kind of what helped me, well, what I thought I was going to go to Iowa state. Um, I was friends with the Paulsons again, being out at the training center and they're always out there and, um, they were always talking to me and being from Iowa and everything being <laughs> kind of around that same area. We knew each, I watched them growing up, you know, and everything. And even in college, I always watched them. I always liked the way they wrestled and kind of wrestled under hooks a little bit similar to what I like to do. And so I knew them and I, they were a little bigger than me, but I was like, I'm going to get big too. You know, I'm going to be able to work out with them. Mm-hmm. And they're also going to hire a new coach. And so I was like hoping that I'd hire someone around my little bit, my size, so I can make smaller. I didn't care, but I, someone I could wrestle with as well. I mean, being selfish, of course, <laughs> uh, but, um, and then I went on a recruiting trip there and I was like, and again, at the time I was, big name and so like i walk into like a house or something to be like everyone oh, Dustin McCauley, this. and so I, again i liked it at the time i was like oh this is cool you know like thanks guys and then like i also had friends from apple valley that went to iowa state so i was like this is an awesome place i'm not only gonna have like my friends down here and like be well known but i'm also gonna have some good wrestling workout partners and um so that's kind of like why i just thought i was gonna go there to be honest with you and then um uh, I'm trying to think of how that kind of played out on why we ended up not deciding when I was going to go there. It's just, um, again, I didn't get as, big, I wasn't getting as big as I thought. I realized I'm going to be like a 49 pounder. I, and then the Paulsons were pretty big. I'm like, man, I'm not going to be able to wrestle them as serious as I would want to. And, um, again, they, they are great wrestlers and great coaches. So they would have handled me just fine. Again, I'm just at the time, not thinking right. And, um, and then again, they, and then they end up hiring uh, Troy Nickerson as the uh, other coach. And I had just been out with Nickerson at the training center for the last year and everything. And um, he was just smaller than me. So I was kind of like, ah, that, I can't work out with him. He's too small, you know, and 
again, thinking big headed at the time, like I'm going to be getting too good and stuff like that. And so I was like, I don't think Iowa State's going to be the spot for me. Like I got to find somewhere I can get a little bit better training and everything, but the coaching would have been crazy. Kids would have been, I would have been fine. I would have been perfect there. You know, like again, now that I think back and again, I don't regret it because mm-hmm. I'm happy where I'm at right now. And like everything leads up to where, you know, like how it should be. So I'm never like, but um, yeah, so that was, that was kind of an ordeal to leave Iowa State um, with Kevin Jackson. Um, so that was kind of a, yeah, that was kind of a ordeal trying to leave there too. So yeah, but again, um, just young, just and again, not necessarily reaching out to people. And again, my parents didn't know anything up either. So it was like kind of just on my own, make my own decisions. I was like a 19 year old, you know, 18 year old. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you know, everything that you explained a couple minutes ago is, is why I was so intrigued to have you as a guest is because how good you were and where you've been. And you obviously like, yeah, you probably had some ups and downs, you know, but I'm sure there are, you you were probably getting pulled in 10 different directions. Yeah, man. And so obviously, yeah, you're going to make the wrong call every now and again, but that's that's why I was just so intrigued to have you. Cause I know there was a lot going on, but you still ended up, I think in a great spot in Carney. No, I did. You know, I'm like, again, like, like I said, everything happens for a reason, I believe, you know, like, and so like, it was like a perfect position for me to be in because it set me up for outside of wrestling. Coach mm-hmm. Bauer really put me in a position to not just be a keep wrestling, but to like my life outside of it. And he like, because after I left Lincoln, you know, like um, he, and I went there, he like, he, first thing, what do you want to do with your life? What are you going to do after you wrestle? And I was like, I don't know. I'm going to wrestle forever, probably. And then he'd like, well, you know, and then realistically, I was like, I don't know. I'll probably just coach, I'll just go coach wrestling because I love it. And he's like, well, if you're going to, you want to be a coach, well, then you should think about the teaching route. And I was like, I ain't going to be a teacher. No way. I can't do that. So I always like, first, I was like, all right, I'll take, I'll go to the teaching route, but I'm just going to coach. Like, I'll maybe teach, but I'd rather just coach forever. And um, then I started taking, and again, so thankful for being there because. He's a teacher, Coach mm-hmm. Bauer, you know, like he's a professor, even at the college he was. Now he's the athletic director. But um, he pushed me in that route, and I can't be thankful enough for it because uh, I started taking those teaching classes, and I was like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. Oh, I kind of like this. And then I started working with the kids, and I was like, oh, this is just like coaching. I get to help these kids learn and, you know, grow and get better, and like hand-in-hand hand with coaching and teaching. And so I was like, this is awesome. You know, this is definitely what I want to be doing. So, like, yeah, again um, – very thankful I ended up there and being under those uh, hands and wings of those coaches uh, to help me, you know, be where I'm at now. Was that the first time somebody asked you what you wanted to do after wrestling or yeah. other than wrestling? Yeah. It's so exactly. Everyone's always been like, Desmond McCauley wrestler. You're the wrestler. The wrestler. My only identity was wrestler. And so I was like, but again, I was like, there's a lot more to me than just wrestling. And so like when he said that, I was like, Oh, you, you care about me actually, you don't, you actually care about what's going to, I'm going to do beside wrestling. Wow, man, that's, that means a lot. And so mm-hmm. like, and even after coach Bauer stepped down and Don Jensen and Andrew Sorensen came over, mm-hmm. you know, like those are people I've known growing up too. So, but they've always cared about me as a person, everything like that. So um, that was um, one thing that was huge about that is um, yeah. It's just like, I'm, I'm more than just wrestling. So it was, um, it, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's crazy. Well, um, and that's awesome. Uh, but before you got to there, you were at Nebraska Lincoln. Yep. And so you went from Iowa state to Nebraska and then yes, just, <laughs> and then you found your way to Carney. So like, what was that transition or how did that kind of happen? Um, yeah. So, um, when I was at the train center and, um, uh, I'd, uh, Pat Downey, you know, Pat Downey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like everyone knows Pat Downey. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he, so we came out to the training center and um, we became good friends. Um, we <laughs> like to do the same thing and we like to wrestle hard. And so we pretty much hung out every single day. And um, we had the same mindset. We'll be the best in the world. I don't care mm-hmm. who you are. I don't care what you've done. We're going to beat you. I'm going to beat you and I'm going to win and do all this stuff. And so um, just being on the same page. And then um, I was going to go to Iowa State and he had, um, he wasn't sure where he was going to go yet. And then he ended up signing with Lincoln and 
Earl Hall at the time mm-hmm. was going to go to Lincoln and those, he was at the training center with me and we had just been on the junior world team together. You know, like we've been traveling and doing all these things together. And I was like, those are my homies, you know, like we're on the same page. I'm going to, we're going to go to college together. We're going to be, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be national champs together. We're trying to be a national champ team. And so, um, that's kind of how I ended up being like, and I've been, um, like talking with Burroughs a lot, yeah. you know, we were friends back then, you know, like we tried, like I stayed with him, uh, like when we went to Cuba, that was my roommate, you know, for two weeks down there. And so we got to be, uh, get to know each other a little bit. And so like that kind of helped with the push. And I actually, my dad and Mark Manning have known, not necessarily know each other, but talked wrestling because, uh, Manning's kind of from South Dakota mm-hmm. area. And so like, my dad's kind of known him and everything. So, uh, so that kind of helped like, Oh, and it was close to home, you know, like I've always kind of yeah. known him pretty close to home and everything like that. So that was just kind of like friends, family, everything's uh, coaching, workout partners. That's where I'm going to end up there. When I got there though, you know, again, and me and Pat always, uh, you know, learning experiences and everything. Mm-hmm. And again, we just like to have lots of fun and uh, not always the right things, obviously, but, um, and again, it kind of like took, I didn't, again, it kind of helped in the aspect it didn't help i guess that's not the right word he did um i don't necessarily know what the right <laughs> word would be for this um but um just us me and pat no good together yeah we just, we just can't be i mean we will have great fun together but we just are um feed off each other and yeah. it's a good in a good way and so um it was uh, a hard realization and yeah and we're like man you know like this is like we're being, we're not we're, we're no good right now like we're not going to reach our wrestling goals doing what we're doing and hanging out together and stuff like that so it was tough but um yeah only there for a little bit only a semester and i and at that time i was like i don't even know if i want to wrestle again like that to that point i was like i'm i think i'm just gonna be done with wrestling you know like i'm just get a job just be a normal kid you know just go to school mm-hmm. and um you know like a couple this is a couple nights of thinking hard and hard. Is that really what I want to do? And no, it's not. I, I, I want to wrestle. <laughs> not as, you know, just not as a serious or anything like that. And um, I actually knew someone on the Carney wrestling team at the time. His name was Chase White. He's a good friend of mine. Um, I hit, I actually hit him up like, man, I'm going to leave Lincoln. I need, mean, you know, like I still want to wrestle. I know Carney's really close by. It'd be easy transition. And they're like sister schools. So it's mm-hmm. easy to transfer your credits and everything like that. And I hit him up. I was like, you got a spot for me on the team there? And he's, you know, like, of course, you know, like, I'm going to call the coach right now. And then I got a call from Coach Bauer, you know, pretty close right after that. And they're obviously accepting me on the team and everything like that. And, um, again, uh, close to home. And I really kind of met my wife at that time. You know, mm-hmm. we just started talking. And so she's from uh, Nebraska, Grand Island, which is mm-hmm. uh, in between Lincoln and Kearney. And so, uh, you know, again, got to stay, be able to stay close to her and talk to her and everything yeah. <laughs> building factor. But, um, yeah. And so I ended up going there and I'm still being able to wrestle and I can going to be more thankful enough that I, you know, ended up there. How crazy how you ended up there. You reached out to a wrestler and then Bauer just, did yeah, you ever man. think you were going to wrestle division two? I mean, no, was that ever? Nah, man, you know, my mindset growing up and, being successful on D1, that's all I ever had my mindset on. And um yes, yeah, so I never thought that. Never, 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 never thought that. Mm-hmm. But um at the time when it came to it, it was like I, you know, like I still again, like I took me some nights to think about it and talking with my family. It's like, no, I still want to wrestle. It's just not the way I used to wrestle, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it, I also like how you know whatever will also intrigue me was how good you were but then you still ended up wrestling division two which is still really good you were still really good like you had very much success uh-huh. you know and I guess I just think that the perception out there like ah, uh, yeah but yeah but you know it wasn't division one you know like yeah. but to me it's like <sighs> whatever it worked for you it fit for you and that's exactly. what it took forever but you or not forever but it took a little bit but you found no it, for you you know no, exactly man it did um again um at first when i got to carney i was thinking d2 i'm gonna walk through this you know this is nothing but then again then i started wrestling these kids like oh you know these are still tough wrestlers and they care about the sport they want to win and 
So, and then a lot of them, even the top, a lot of the really good kids in D2 are kids that come from D1 or mm-hmm. even come up from Juco that can make, you know, that are that good. And so, um, like, I want to say the, it actually it is not, not embarrassing. Either, <laughs> again, but just my accolades and everything. I didn't even make it to Nashville my freshman year when I went to Carney. Um, I got six in the top five went, and, and it was a, again, it was a hard time. I wasn't right. And my mindset was all over the place at that time. And, um, but the kids that won my bracket, like, uh, Frank Cagnine, I wrestled, he's from New Jersey kid, but he wrestled at Lehigh. I want to say Lehigh, you know, he's a really good wrestler. And then, um, there's Edwin Cooper who, uh, actually, um, I think he went to Iowa eventually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like, Cooper was in my bracket. And then, um, there was this, um, Terrell Wilborn, who's a Missouri kid, um, you know, a couple time Fargo champ. I think he went D1 right away and then ended up going, you know, so like there's still really good wrestlers. And I didn't yeah. know that at the time. I thought it was a cakewalk, you know, like then it was very, very humbling experience to go like thinking again, um, just so that freshman year was like, wow, like, okay, these kids still wrestle, you know, like this is still, I'm going to still have to put work in if I want to be a national champ, I want to do all that stuff. And so, um, um, yeah, it was a hard realization right away, but then, you know, like, it was a good, this reminded me of my sophomore year a little bit, you know, another little like hum, humble experience of, you know, like, you know, you can't just think you're the best ever, you know, like people out there are working just as hard as you, maybe not harder sometimes. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it was another little setback, but again, made me work harder for the next year and everything. So, um, always thankful for those things. <laughs> yeah. And eventually you're saying, you know, you didn't make it, then you got third. And then you finally, let's reach the peak of the mountain here. You won a national title as a junior. You were stoked, you know, like what what was that like, you know, to finally get that national title? Yeah, man, that was actually, again, like besides the seventh grade uh, state title, that one felt really, really good again, because again, it was like, you know, your Destin McCauley that has been, you're done. Like, why are you still wrestling? You know, like you ain't got it anymore. And so it was like kind of like a, point to prove almost like no guys like i'm still here i can still do this like Mm -hmm. so it's just that again at a different um level and a different style of wrestling for me and everything but i had um but it was such a great feeling to come back and win that title and it was like a feeling of like yeah i'm still here you know like i still have it so Mm -hmm. yeah it was a good feeling to win that one did you feel and hear a lot of people saying that about you that you were a has-been or that you're oh you didn't live up to the expectation like what yeah man that happened yeah man it happened a lot and so uh i mean me personally i in one ear out the other type of Mm -hmm. person but i mean it's still it it goes through you know yeah a little bit and so it's it was tough man and i to be honest with you i haven't talked about it too much and because no one really asked me like (laughs) like no one wants to get into it which is I don't, I'll talk about it. Like, that's my thing. I don't, you know, like this is part of my life. I love, I don't care about it. I talk about it if I want to, but, um, um, yeah, man, it was just, um, it was tough to hear those things. So it's just like, just a point to prove, you know, like you guys, like you can talk as much as you want, but you don't know, like, like, again, I like think I, I train hard. So I wrestle hard. I, you know, like do, I would knew I could always win it. It was just, um, you know, just making sure I was there to wrestle those matches that time. Mm-hmm. What do you, I, there, I know there are people out there that have the same experience of you do in, in terms of they have these accolades and then, you know, they don't reach yeah. other people's expectations. And that's why sure. I was really interested to see how you balance your expectations for what you have for yourself. Yeah. You know? um, no, like, no, you're right though. It's, it's all, it's a, the person it's them you know it's like it's that's but it's hard especially now with social media out there mm-hmm. people chirp all the time about what they think these people should do and all this stuff and if they don't live up to it then oh they're no good and all that stuff but again it i mean that's they don't understand what they're doing to those kids you know like those kids they, they might not personally see it but someone's gonna chirp it to them a friend might see it and then tell them you know like that's kind of like what happened with me a lot it's like people didn't necessarily say it to my face but like mm-hmm secondhand hearing it a lot. I was like, you know, and um so like and I it does happen a lot. You hear that a lot about really good kids that just don't quite make it to what people's expectations were. But again, it's um none of their business. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. You know, like I curse, but like forget you no, know, like forget those people. And that's one thing that I had to learn growing up is like those people's opinions don't matter. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And um, what matters is what, how I feel about myself and making sure that I can look in the mirror and be like, I'm doing all the right things. I feel good about what I'm doing and 
where my life's at. And that's kind of my motto. And so mm-hmm. I've been okay with things like that. And so if there's kids out there that, you know, like that need help or need or have that mindset, man, forget those people, you know, like they don't mean anything. What matters is what is inside your brain and how you feel and your family that will support you and stuff like that. So, yeah, well said. Well, yeah, well said. I, um, to keep talking about that national title, cause it was so awesome. Um, you can find it. I, I think on YouTube, you know, that's where I found it. And, yeah. um, I encourage people to go out and watch it. Maybe I'll post it in the show notes here. You hit your famous Gator roll. Um, no, that was against Johnson. Yeah, that you was threw, the second. Yeah, you threw yeah. The, the first guy. Was it over under? You lat dropped him? Double overs. Double, Double overs. overs. Yeah. Double overs. Yeah, yeah. And that's, um, that kid actually becomes a good friend of mine, actually. Mm-hmm. He ended up coming to Carney. He left his school and came to Carney for a little bit. He never, um, like, eventually wrestled. He um, fights now. He actually just got a contract with the UFC. Um, wow. So, yeah, his name's Isaac Dogarian. So mm-hmm. if you ever want to guys need a name drop, he might be. You know, <laughs> he's he's tough, man. He's really tough. So I you you won't be surprised if you see him up on the TV screen here in a little bit. But um, yeah, man, he was tough, and yeah, it was um, he game planned me really well. He hit me with a slick slide body to take me down in the match, and um, he pretty much um, but like my mindset was like, I got one good takedown for you, man. Like I'm gonna take you down. I know I got this for you. I'm not worried about it. So like. It, and I hear like watching the match and like seeing people like there's short time. Why aren't you like going yeah. to bust? I was like, I me first, like I got this, you know, like I got one good takedown coming, like don't worry about it. And um, and so what happens is I go for my one good takedown and he stops it. Like, Great, you know. So then like <laughs> luckily, you know, like wrestling three sign record, I'm you know, I'm comfortable going upper body, and so like just chain wrestling, just continued to wrestle through the position, came up and found those double overs and went, you know found it and so it was yeah that was a pretty cool i've never done anything i've never had like last second take down anything so that was a cool you know like just life wrestling experience at the same time yeah 10 seconds so you knew you were going to get a takedown there <laughs> yeah i kind of had that feeling like i knew i was going to go get i mean like i mean that might be cocky i don't know why oh, that's right i don't know why i was thinking that way yeah. but i just mean like just wrestling throughout my life i just always mm-hmm. felt like I, I can get you anybody on one good takedown and everything like that so um <laughs> Yeah, I was just kind of like, all right, you know, like, again, game plan it. I can, you know, and I just want to make sure one good takedown, that's going to seal the deal. And so I was just kind of, yeah, people, are, I could hear the crowd like, come on, Destin, come on, go get him. I was like, and then, uh, yeah, and so, like, I knew, like, 15 seconds is about good, good little scramble position for me to go get that takedown. Yeah, that, that was awesome. You were pumped. That team, that you're what you guys got third as a team. I mean, yeah, team yeah, was yeah, like yeah, amazing. Yeah. Carney has always been like, they've always been right there, right there. And so I was so happy for them to finally punch that ticking mm-hmm. national champs again. I mean, because I want to say right before I got there, they were national champs. And then we went on that string of like second, third, maybe fourth, you know, like mm-hmm. a couple of years in a row. But um, yeah, it's, it's have them come through this year and be national champs, man. I was so happy for those guys. Yeah, yeah, same. I I bought one of their shirts. They're national oh, champions. Yeah, nice, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, because awesome. you know, I I Dalton Jensen and you know Sorensen's from Iowa. He wrestled yeah. one of my friends back in the day. So oh, did he really? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that was always fun. Pedretti from Upper Iowa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I remember Pedretti. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was cool to see them, like you said, get over the hump. Yeah, finally, man, some awesome. finally knock off St. Cloud State. They seem like they've been <sighs> yeah, running the show. Those darn Minnesotans, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> but then, I mean, I always, yeah, you know, I mean, it's Minnesota wrestling. They're tough as well. So I mean, yeah, of always, course, it's always been good. And then you had Notre Dame that was always pretty tough as well. Mm. So that's I don't. I mean, Ohio wrestling is good as well. Maybe yeah, best wrestling, you know? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, one last thing I thought about was you you bumped up so you wanted at 49 you bumped up to 57 and yep. that guy who took your not took your spot but who replaced you he won a national title oh yeah Sir. Keith server man yeah. so, server was a okay growing up server was na- like nationally ranked you know he was really really good too even throughout mm-hmm. high school um and he went to lincoln did you know that no yeah so server went to lincoln right away and you no know, um, his story is you know he fell you know like life situations kind of yeah. hit him and um uh he ended up so he you know went through a little mental thing and um mm-hmm. uh and then he got pneumonia really bad and like just like couldn't go to classes and so like you know he had to take a step back and he mm-hmm. didn't wrestle for a while and then um 
I don't remember how he ended up coming to Carney or anything like that, but um, yeah, so he was just a, just as good as I was, you know, he was a great wrestler and he knew how to wrestle and he was really tough on top. And so, yeah, so I was like, and it just was better, I think for the team too, because he had a hard time, I think making 41, you know, like he mm-hmm. didn't want to cut that cut all the way down. So I was like, I don't want to cut any weight either. You know? like I was weighing, I think I weighed in maybe like 56, my last weigh in, you know, I was maybe 55. I wasn't even weighing 57. Mm-hmm. And um, that was cool with it. You know, like I, that's no problem to me and anything, but that was, but I was happy for server too. Cause I think he wanted like seventh and then fifth. And then for him to win the national title was like super cool for me to see him win that too, man. So. Yeah. So it was by design. You bumped up by design until, yeah. you know, okay. yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I didn't want to cut down back to 49. Yeah, I was, I was, you know, senior year. I'm just going to enjoy the ride one last time. So, yeah, and you got second that year. That's yep. when we said, yo, you hit your gator roll. Oh man, dude, I Johnson. wanted to fit him so bad right away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought I had it too, but dude, that's who was so strong. He just like straight on me off of him. I was like, oh wow, this dude's, you know, he's strong. Yeah. Uh, and again, I feel like that match was almost like my Robbie Fisher match, to be honest with you. It just kind of like that threw me off. And it was like, game, my mindset was just like methodical. You know, I wasn't really doing what I normally do out there. Mm-hmm. And my dad even said that to me. He's like, that wasn't you out there. I was like, yeah, 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 man. It's just, it is what it is. But that kid, nothing against that kid either. That mm-hmm. dude had a great tournament. He'd be, because I want I don't even, I don't know. He got like third at Regions. Like, oh, really? Years. Yeah, man. Damn. I don't even know who beat him at Regents, but um, I had remembered him from the year before because he wrestled Wilborn, the kid that beat me, and him and Wilburn went into like the very last overtime, very first round mm-hmm. of matches. I was like, who's this kid from Limestone? You know, like I've never I don't know who this kid is almost being Terrell. And then that kid, you know, I don't know why he ended up placing, but and so like I knew of him, but then he beat um like the number one ranked kid in the quarters, and then he beat a number three or two ranked because I was like fourth i think at the time mm-hmm. on internationals um but he had just had himself a tournament man so um you know it's that's how wrestling goes whoever shows yeah. up that <laughs> did you notice he kind of stared you down the whole time as you were coming up onto the mat yeah that's stare down <laughs> stuff man I, just, I think that's so goofy to me you know like whatever you can do so what if that's what you want to do man mm-hmm. you know, what you think i look no i'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking, but no, that's yeah. I mean, I saw him. Right? I think I might even smiled and laughed at him as I walked by. I'm like, dude, come on now. Yeah. The Tony Ramos stare down is that what you called it? Yeah, yeah. I always, yeah that's what I called Tony. You know how Ramos used to do that. And yeah. Ramos is a great kid too. I grew up knowing him a little bit, so yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, well. um yeah, that about does it for me. I appreciate yeah, chatting and stuff. Uh, yeah, man, I t- can't thank you enough for you know letting me part of being part of your podcast and of just ask me to come talk wrestling with you. I love it. Yeah, and I love your story. I, like I said, uh, you know, during the podcast, just you had such a, a crazy up and down journey. Um, found success your way that fit for you, and that's also ultimately one of the reasons why I like to do this is because. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, there's perception of some people who think some wrestlers are, didn't reach their mat, you know, their potential, but I I don't, I don't like that. I don't, I don't see that as true, man. No, exactly. Cause again, like what if their potential wasn't in wrestling? Maybe it's something outside. It's like being a coach, like you weren't supposed to be a national champion. You're supposed to be one of the best coaches ever, you know, like that's again, it's, there's so much life and it's, everyone's different. And so they should, that's what, yeah, again, Forget those people. Don't listen yeah. to them. I mean, it's hard. It's hard not to listen. Yeah. To Constantly talking. But um, again, you got to find your own little outlet to, you know, like try to ignore that stuff and, um, you know, not try to get, get to you as best as you can. And having people around you that support you and let you know, like that stuff doesn't matter. It also helps out a bunch. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, well said. And appreciate you. Yeah. Sharing your story. Thanks, man. awesome. This was one of my most anticipated ones that I've been waiting for. <laughs> Thanks, man. No, again, I, I, I've never done anything like this, but um, thank you, man. I appreciate you a lot, and this is really cool. And um, uh, yeah, thanks, man. White I was song when I started balling, I was young. You won't think about me when I'm gone. I need that money like the ring I never want. I want. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Destin McCauley, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. 
cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat to hear more of my content. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Take care, and we will see you next time.